0: 12th annual Funny Book Awards. I'm Aaron.
1: This is Paul. This is Wayne, and I'm Andrew.
0: You Ooh. know, 12, 12 years. It's yeah. a lot of, of years. Comic book award-winning excellence. Mm.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, we mistakenly said 14 last week, but
2: well it's felt like 14. <laughs> <laughs> it has felt well, like 14. It's 12 years of excellence, and there were a couple years in there. <laughs> the
1: <mediocrity. laughs> Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, I, I,
2: just, I seriously look forward to this every year And I'm not sure why But I do
1: Yeah I don't know why either cause like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm at a loss By the end yeah. of this I'm just like spent I'm ready to take a nap
3: kid, kid. <laughs> Can, can we can we say that the funnies is the the most coveted award in comic book uh, you know uh, uh, business we can say culture? Whatever you, we can, want,
0: really. You can say it. Yeah. Well, I think
3: it is most coveted award in the comic book industry. Because each now. of
0: these awards comes with a certificate suitable for framing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just give us the address and we'll send it to you. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. So, be- before we go jumping in to oh. handing out all of this hardware, right? Uh,
2: anybody watch Peacemaker this
1: week? No. I didn't know we I, were going to talk about it, Aaron. You surprised
2: me. I, didn't I know. did not. I really wanted to watch it, but uh, I got my COVID booster shot and I didn't feel Ooh. like watching anything. Uh, right. poor guy. I fortunately, you know, I,
0: I got my booster, and uh, while the other two shots uh, wiped me out, I was fine after my booster. But you? so sorry so to should... hear that you're a weak human, Aaron. Are
3: you <laughs> sure sorry. that wasn't just saline they gave you?
0: Just a little. It bit could of have saline been the placebo. <laughs> it could yeah. have been the placebo group. Yeah. Well, right. oh, I I won't spoil anything, but I watched the uh, I burned through the first three episodes of Peacemaker, and it's fantastic. There is nothing I don't love about that show.
1: It I've is heard nothing fan. but good things
0: about it It is way. joyous it is I mean it is it is so very very good and the show opener the opening uh the 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 opening credits I have probably watched it a dozen times it amuses me so much <laughs> uh I, I I gotta tell you I just I just love the show I have nothing
1: bad to say about it. I've heard nothing so, but positive things online, and I have yeah. seen the opening credits because they put them on the – I think James on the, posted them on, on the social Instagram, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I watched I mean, Isn't I, that hysterical? I'm to it. it is. It's hilarious. Yeah,
3: I'm excited yeah. to watch it. I
1: just the, – the
0: one thing that I, 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 I will share about the show is that Peacemaker, as played by John Cena – is uh is deep 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 into hair metal bands <laughs> and it is it is a constant through these three episodes and it just fucking kills me <laughs> it just kills me
2: love it love it love it, love it. <laughs> oh, Re- early candidate for best tv show of uh, it really is it really 2020. is 2020 yeah or 2022
1: well and there's a lot of stuff i mean we're gonna you know there's now we've got um you know this week eternals dropped on Disney yeah. Plus. I haven't I
0: haven't had a chance to watch that. Haven't watched uh, Bob the Vet yet for this week. I don't know uh, what that is.
1: Bob the Vet. Yeah, the on Bo- Disney Plus that? Bob the Book Vet. Book of Boba. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Boba T. Yeah,
1: Boba T. I have not seen that either. And um Aaron, The Last Duel dropped on HBO Max. Ooh, what is that? That's yeah. that uh Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Driver movie that came out uh late last year. Oh. Scott directed it.
3: Historical one about the the last known uh, dual. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which pisses me I, off because I just paid $10 for it like a week ago on Amazon Prime. Because I was, <laughs>
2: cause I was like, oh, it's uh, on sale
1: for $10. I bought it. I haven't seen it yet. And now it's on HBO Max.
0: Sucker! god damn it well yo eternals as you said uh i, I picked up the uh, a digital copy of uh ghostbusters afterlife this week oh
3: that's so, so good. good so good aaron i'm glad you're finally seeing that that movie it is so me too good. it's me eye. too <laughs> I, I i there's just so much
0: i i mean i literally i took friday off <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's it's work on your
0: funny yeah
2: it's gonna that's be interesting right. when we get to uh favorite movie considering because of the year we've had we haven't all seen a lot of the movies we wanted to see
1: well their favorite movie oh oh, wait it's only a we split favorite movie and favorite tv show
3: we did right
1: Ooh, okay well all right we'll get there that's our that's those are our fourth and fifth categories spoiler warnings Uh uh-oh wow i i really wish i i hadn't been spoiled
0: going into the funnies (laughs) now that i know the order of the awards come on
1: paul damn it pull
0: your head out of your ass
3: (laughs) What are we going to do with him? What are we going to do with him?
0: Well, we're not going to give him a funny book award. That's what <laughs> I could print my own. Thank you very
2: much. <laughs> I, I don't so, know. Sure Paul is a supporting character. I uh, well, That is true. That is true. <laughs> but
3: he's not my favorite supporting character. Who is your favorite supporting character of 2021, I, it, Aaron?
0: I got to tell you, there is there is no – there was no con- other consideration. It came right to my mind. Some of these, I'm like, oh, I got to think about that. And, you know, looking back through my books and I got to do homework and, and whatnot. But this one, I mean, it came right to my mind.
3: Mm-hmm. Bitewing. Bitewing. I assume <laughs> Bite- this is, uh, is this Nightwing's dog? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah yeah. Bite- okay, yeah.
0: yeah. Bitewing is by far my favorite supporting character. Of,
2: so, uh, Eric, I did have one other one that competed with Bitewing for me. And I went with Bitewing as well. Oh, my you, uh, my honorable mention though is Ice from Human Target. And oh we yeah, know, yeah. The funny thing
3: is that my pick for favorite supporting character is Jerry the Pegasus from Future State Wonder Woman number <laughs> one and two. Uh, so we've got, like very, we've got <laughs> like a very we've got a very animal centric favorite supporting character <laughs> this year. I mean, we got my, two- I guess
1: I voted for a human, but it's oh. from, but it's from the same book. I voted for Barbara Gordon. As a you know the, the as a supporting character in Nightwing, uh, Barbara Gordon in that book has just been like just great, like better than the Barbara Gordon in her own books. So that was my vote. But I I guess they both came from from the Nightwing book. Yeah, Paul
0: yeah. is so human normative. God. I am. I am. <laughs> oh. so, so Bitewing or Bitewing Haley, Haley as
1: her real name is is our uh, is our. A favorite supporting character of 2021. I mean, I'm not upset about it. It's just an unusual <laughs> way to start the funnies. Like, who's your favorite villain? <laughs> Captain Karen? <laughs> uh, spoilers, God! Uh,
3: come on. Come on, Paul. Congrats
1: to Bitewing. We'll send you a little uh, doggy treat in the mail.
3: Jerry the Pegasus, I am going to send you a bag of oats. <laughs> bag of oats. Bag of oats.
1: All right. Our first funny has been handed out. I mean, just like that. It already happened. Just like that. Just like that, and boom, mic drop, um, and, and pick it back up because we need to talk about our favorite villain of 2021. Um, I, I don't know who should start on this one, Aaron. You started on supporting character, so Wayne, why don't you start us off on villain?
2: I struggled with this one a little bit, trying to come up with one that was throughout the year, and I ended up going with Doctor Doom. Because in Fantastic Four, we had mm-hmm. the wedding of Dr. Doom storyline, yeah. and we had a lot of build build up with him. and then we had him over in Guardians of the Galaxy. and you know, it was a good year for doom.
0: Uh, doom is sort of a perennial
2: favorite on this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. you know we 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 enjoy him quite a bit. and I, I think back during the uh, during the infamous Iron Man days, we were even considering him his favorite hero. We were
1: uh, well, and, uh,
0: I miss those yeah.
1: days. those were good days. so. So, Paul, who are you thinking about for favorite villain? Well, I, you know, I'm actually surprised with, with Wayne. Um, yeah, I agree. That means, I, I I'm, <laughs> that means yeah. I'm the only one who's going to vote for the Joker as my mm. favorite villain of 2021. Uh, you know, though the Joker War was a big wah, wah, um, <laughs> it, it, it did launch the Joker series, and the Joker series has just been excellent. Just absolutely, you know, one of my favorite books. Uh, to read this year and so you know and then the characterization of the joker is, is just spot on so i went with the joker hmm. uh, how, how about you andrew
3: yeah i actually uh it's always feels unnatural to say this but i agree with wayne this year uh i also went with dr doom mainly uh out of uh you know uh, uh, fantastic four i didn't read quite as much of the guardians run as you guys did but uh he was my favorite villain from from reading fantastic four this year oh dang Okay, uh, 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 Aaron, how about yourself?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, I've i got to go with Dr. Doom as well. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> he, I, you know, I, I I enjoyed him in the pages of Fantastic Four. I really enjoyed, you know, I always like when uh, uh, Dr. Doom is trying to steal Galactus's powers, you know. And y- yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, it's a move that never quite works out for him. But I always love that he tries. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's like Charlie Brown with that football. <laughs> exactly. He exactly. just keeps <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, I enjoyed that whole, you know, victorious storyline. Um, I, I thought that was a really different take and, and, I, think Dan Slott's doing a remarkable job on the fantastic four book. Fantastic four is a really hard book to get right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I feel like he's done it, um, And I I enjoyed, as much as I feel like the Guardians uh, crossover event with, uh, I forget what it's called now, but with like the Dormammu uh, invading the the universe. The last annihilation. The last annihilation, there you go. Um, As much as I thought that that event was flawed in its execution, I thought Dr. Doom was portrayed wonderfully. And I've also enjoyed him in other books this year, like uh, uh, The Dark Ages. Is it Dark Ages? dark age yeah dark ages um he uh I, I just i feel like everywhere i've seen him this year i very much enjoyed him and i and i think you know the series that he had last year uh you know that that you know ended really really strong um i feel like it launched it, it sort of it didn't rebrand him but it re-energized the character um and, and I, I think he just had a really strong 2021 so yeah my choice favorite villain dr doom
1: Okay, so we have a clear winner um, in Doctor Doom as our favorite villain. You know, it's funny. Other than that, Garden—I don't read Fantastic Four—and uh, um, you know, unfortunately, The Last Annihilation ended up being a big uh, nothing burger, yeah, right? <laughs> so, so I'm, i I'm 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 sticking by my vote of the Joker, but it doesn't matter because Doctor Doom, by majority rules, has one favorite villain. Of
3: 2021. Well, and I I dropped out of Guardians before uh, what Final Annihilation, but uh, when he first showed up in Guardians, and you know, of course, had to have the the obligatory fight. Uh, that was just such a great scene uh, as he took on the Guardians. He he was just magnificent. So yeah, uh, I like that that part of the Guardian storyline.
2: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and the whole thing ends up being one big do manipulation. Yeah. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. So that that's the part I didn't get to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh. Well, if we, now that we've voted on our favorite villain We should be voting on our favorite hero Should we, Paul? Well, should we? I mean, y- there should be a light in this darkness, Aaron There must be <laughs> <laughs> Must there? Must there um, There must um, Well, Andrew, why don't you start us off? Who was your favorite hero, human or animal <laughs> of, of 2021? <laughs> out character
3: I've got I've, I've got a name written down here, but now I'm just racking my mind for any superhero animals I could put in as the main hero of their book. Um, but I'm blanking out. So, you know, for my favorite uh, uh, my favorite hero, I'm going to go with uh, probably n- someone who's not going to win, but I really enjoy um, the 1970s Doctor Strange from the Death of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Good call. Uh, Good call. It's probably a lot of nostalgia because growing up, I had a couple of those little, you know, pocket size compilations of of Doctor oh, Strange. books. I love
0: those pocket books. Those yes.
3: were great. And they—I don't know how many issues were stuck into one of them, but they were fantastic. You'd take them everywhere like, with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they'd
0: sell them on the grocery store aisle.
3: Exactly right. That was where and I so, got like
0: three ninety nine. You mm-hmm. know, for that for that great little paperback, they were fantastic. Yeah, and I so, had those too.
3: I can't tell you how many times I uh, would spend uh, sitting around waiting for my mom at the grocery store mm-hmm. or while she was looking at clothes or whatever. And I just re- reread those over and over. And there are three. I remember there was an Aquaman one, Teen Titans mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange. And so I just seeing him back on the pages, uh, kind of this modern interpretation of the 1970s character has just been a, a hoot. And I just really adore him. Uh, but Wayne, who would you pick for favorite hero?
2: So mine also is not going to win because I think I'm the only one reading any of his books but I'm going with Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. it's been a really good year for which Spider-Man. One, Wayne? For the notes,
1: <laughs> which one?
2: <laughs> All of them. Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, it's it's been a really Spiders good year. man <laughs> It's been a really good year for Spider-Man. I got Ben Riley back as well and Spider-Man in Dark Ages is really good. Okay. Ah, I
1: don't know that we're going to have a winner of favorite hero because I don't know that Aaron's going to go with my vote, but Aaron, why don't you What? what? what, Who's yours? I really struggled with this one. Um, I, because perhaps you are a villain and don't like heroes.
2: (laughs) I hate them. Um,
1: (laughs) I, uh, I was looking at, you know, the
0: sort of the, the way I determine my favorite hero is, you know, which is the book I'm the most excited about reading when it comes out each week. Um, I can say that I have enjoyed a lot this year of Superman, uh, but when I when I was really sort of distilling what what I like and um, uh, what excites me, I really have to say that I think it's Nightwing is my favorite hero. Yes, of me too. Yes,
1: really. And you know,
0: <laughs> I, I, Paul, Paul, you know, I think the fact that we only really get one Nightwing title a month weighs in its favor.
1: I don't because
0: it it allows Nightwing to have a more consistent voice Mm -hmm. uh, and more consistent characterization. Whereas some of the thing that that marred uh, Superman for me this year were stories that were occurring within the same space had very different depictions of the character. Like Grant Morrison's uh, Superman and the Authority, which takes place just prior to Superman leaving Earth uh, in action comics uh felt like an other world superman it felt like a multiverse superman yeah we thought it was um, right when, when and looked started. nothing like the superman over in action comics and you know it made you, there, there was this fe- feeling that you know is this you know an earth that we haven't seen before what the hell is this um and i think that more than anything it affected my my choice uh, the consistency that that we see in Nightwing, and then I feel I feel like Dick Grayson. This is going to sound stupid to say, but he feels real to me. He feel he feels like somebody that you could know. Um, whereas Superman, the 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 storytelling in Superman has been so loose this this past year. Um,
2: it's hard to nail down who that character is right now. Yeah. So I mean, if you're looking at Jonathan. I'm finding I love the book but I really dislike Jonathan yeah yeah but yeah. I like the stories he's in
1: yeah no I mean you all make very good points you know regarding Superman and I will say I you know I definitely considered Superman un- unlike you Wayne I actually do like Jonathan and but Same. you know and, and you know Aaron I, I have enjoyed the different Superman books like actually you know Philip Kennedy Johnson on Action Comics and mm-hmm. Tom Taylor on the Superman book but yeah I mean there's there's inconsistency in there. And it has, you know, in, in general, even within writers, there's been some inconsistency that I haven't loved and I haven't, it is not a book that's first on my reading stack when it comes out. Mm-hmm. When Nightwing comes out, and the, you know, it, it, it is first on my reading stack. And, and not just that, one of the reasons I voted for Nightwing is because, you know, this arc of Nightwing, when Tom Taylor took off, um, took over, started with Alfred leaving millions and millions of dollars to Nightwing. And the first thing he does is you know give it away give it away you know and i I thought that was just that's just a a nice heroic true to the character moment um so nightwing was was for me the 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 solid choice
0: yeah i agree i agree so nightwing favorite hero
1: 2021 woot all right we have we have Three categories with
3: three winners.
1: Let's see if we can keep the streak going with our favorite (laughs) TV show.
3: (laughs) Uh, Real quick, has that ever happened where the first three categories have all had winners?
1: Um, I don't believe so. I don't believe so.
0: Wow. Because we're a contentious and malodorous (laughs) 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 knot.
1: We are. We, we, We absolutely are um you know let's see if tape favorite tv show let's see if we can have a winner with favorite tv show i'll go ahead and kick us off on this one my favorite tv show based on a comic book let me clarify um because it's not my favorite tv show but my favorite tv show otherwise it would be the evening news it would (laughs) would, would be wheel of fortune Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, based on a comic book this year with we've had plenty of options right we had wandavision we had um, like all the Marvel stuff, right? WandaVision, What If, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and the year ended with Hawkeye, and, and Loki. Were all those in 2021? Damn. Yes. Yeah. Um, we also had uh, Doom Patrol. We also had uh, Titans. Ice. We had a, a plenty of options, not including all the CW shows, not including the Netflix Umbrella Academy, and... and New Sweet season two, of Young Justice. Young Justice. Tons and tons of comic book content this year. But in the this end... Was- the one that was my favorite was the one that the year ended with, and that was Hawkeye. Um, you know, I I thought Hawkeye was it started a little weak for me, but it got progressively better, and I would say the end of Hawkeye was on par with you know a, a, a Marvel movie in the movie theaters, and I just truly left that show loving the characters, wanting more, and, and just really appreciating that show. So for me, it was Hawkeye.
2: Paul, I will second that and say that no one else was even close for me. It was an easy choice, beginning to end. Love the series, and I think it's the best TV that Marvel has ever done.
3: I'm I'm going to break that trend, uh, mainly because I haven't finished watching Hawkeye yet. Uh, My favorite pick was WandaVision. It It was the first time in a really long time where every week I would watch an episode and then go talk to friends uh, you know family about what was going on like i was pausing episodes in the middle to look for clues in the pictures it was you know it kind of started a little little off tip a lot of people that i talked to were a little put off by the first episode um but it just got so good and it was so engrossing it was, it was it reminds me of like watching twin peaks when i was growing up mm-hmm. uh because there are so many layers and you don't know uh what's going on and there's so many theories and it was just in a, a kind of a a uh, event every week to watch. So, a you could see it and not get spoiled, but also so you could be, spend the next week talking about it. Uh, so, my pick for favorite TV show based on a comic book series would be *WandaVision* for uh, 2021. So,
0: uh, I, I I'm not going to uh, to uh, select *Hawkeye*. I enjoyed *Hawkeye* a great deal. I thought Haw- I agree with Wayne that it's the best thing that Marvel's done in, in the TV space. Uh, though I did enjoy *WandaVision* a great deal. Uh, I think for the most part, uh, Marvel has done a remarkable job this year on their television properties uh, in the Marvel space. However, my uh, my favorite show is one that airs on the CW right now and just came back this week, uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, and I think a lot of the reason why I feel that way, that I feel like Superman and Lois is the best thing based on a comic book is that it's so surprising and it continues to surprise uh the entire first season you know i i was i went into it expecting it, the you know usual cw crap uh and it's not it is so very different from the other fare that the cw uh has with their dc properties it is not a teen drama it's a family drama
3: it yeah. is it is so good you're it, I respect your vote, Aaron. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good choice. That's a strong choice, Aaron. I
0: I, I did not care for either actor uh, playing Superman or Lois uh, going into it, and I love them now. I mean, and I what legit the reason why I didn't like them is I didn't like how they were handled on Supergirl, but they are brilliant together on this show. And you know, I without giving out without giving a spoiler, I watched the first episode of this season. Uh, just, just, uh, last night and it cues up this thing. I'm like, God, I don't want to see this story all year long. And I was just swearing at the CW after the cold open. I was just like, God dang it. You know, and they wrap it up that episode. It is so they are not doing, you know, let's just draw this soap opera stuff out. They're resolving things really quickly and just packing in so much story um, the production value is fantastic for a broadcast television okay. show. Uh, I, I really, really enjoy it. I, I, um, uh, and I, I think, like I said, that a lot of the surprise for me, uh,
2: kicks it over the top from Hawkeye for me. Yeah. I'll say the captain Luther thing caught me off guard. Oh yeah. I did yeah. not see that twist coming. I should have just based on character design, mm-hmm. but did not see it. Yeah. It's good stuff. No, well, I mean, good so stuff.
1: we had a, we had some good stuff. I mean, honestly, I I like all those shows. For me, mm-hmm. you know, my vote's still with Hawkeye. So we we have four <laughs> winners in a row, Hawkeye. Um, you know, uh, it was it was just by by one vote favorite tv show based on a comic book this year mm-hmm. and like we said at the beginning we split this year uh we split i guess in a few years back and i just forgot um movie based <laughs> on a comic book uh into a separate category so favorite movie based on a comic book now there were some 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 even despite covid we had a decent amount of options this year we had black widow shang chi spider-man no way home suicide squad venom Zack snyder's justice league um, as well as a ton of DC animated movies like *The Long Halloween*, *Justice Society*, *Soul of the Dragon*—just um, some some great options. And you know, Aaron, why don't you you start us off on this one?
0: For me, it was no contest, largely because I haven't seen the the new Spider-Man movie yet. Um, but uh, I I deeply deeply enjoyed *Shang Chi*. Uh, I felt like it stuck the landing. Um, I you know, I wanted that movie to be good because frankly, the recent Shang-Chi comic books have not been good.
1: Um, even the not I, recent ones. Really in yeah, about 20 years I haven't enjoyed a yeah, it. Book.
0: Seriously, the 70s and 80s were the last time yeah. Shang chi was worth reading, but uh, I, I I deeply enjoyed this movie. Uh, it was it was another one of those sort of in the vein of Ant-Man kind of a feel-good movie. Um, I, I, I I I love the uh, diversity within the uh, Marvel storytelling, and I'm not just talking about uh, race and, and gender and whatnot. I'm I'm talking about um, the types of stories they tell that they yeah. can tell.
2: You they're know, superhero really- movies, but they're different genres. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And, you know, the, the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe is a story-rich environment, and it's the reason why they have been so successful in the space. I, I really very much enjoyed Shang-Chi. I find it in, infinitely rewatchable uh, and a lot of fun. So, that's my choice.
2: Wayne? All right. Well, I did see Spider-Man No Way Home, and that one is my vote. Uh, yes, there's a ton of fan service in there, and I'm a fan, and I was serviced. <laughs> <laughs> And were were you sleepy afterwards? (laughs) (laughs) A little little bit. Yeah, you kind of come down from that high. Need a nap? Mm -hmm. It was everything I had hoped it was going to be and more. Shang-Chi would be my second place based on the year. And I haven't seen everything I wanted to see. You know, I haven't had a chance to watch Eternals yet now that it's on streaming. But I didn't go see it in theaters, so that says something
3: yeah uh so i mean eternals i enjoy but it is, it is not what i would call my my i would not rate as my favorite uh, comic book movie of the year for that i would turn to, i mean i really like shang chi i really like shang chi uh strong strong marvel movie but my favorite comic book movie of 2021 uh is uh the suicide squad james gunn the suicide squad it had You know, from the very beginning, where they they throw off with Michael Roker's uh, Savant, as you follow them through that whole little bit and see what happens, and then they you know switch to a whole new uh, storyline. You know, with Idris Elba and John Cena, Uh, the interaction between between that team is just cracked me up, just left and right, Uh, going all the way through the giant the giant giant brain. Uh, sorry, the giant Starro, <laughs> not Brain. Uh, I was thinking the, I was thinking of Peter Capaldi's head. Uh, what was the name of his <laughs> his, his villain? Uh, <laughs> the Thinker. Thank you. I was thinking the Thinker, but no, the Starro. Uh, it was just Starro was such a villain that's so easy to make just comic and and funny and not serious. And it was, it was a little bit of that, but it was mainly just creepy as it started disgorging all the little Starros and they started you know taking people down. Uh, it was a funny movie. It was a compelling movie that the characters seemed to be having just uh, – the actors really seemed to be having a great time making it. Uh, I was a huge fan of The Suicide Squad.
1: So I struggled with this one a little bit, right? Um, mostly because for me, I feel pretty strongly about Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, I you know, we, Oh, Paul. I know. Fan, yeah, but as a fan – you know been waiting years for it it finally came out it delivered i loved everything about it and it came out this year but it wasn't technically a this year film i don't know i struggle with it so i guess i'm going to automatically disqualify it just to make myself feel better um <laughs> because otherwise that would be my vote uh but in absence of of zach snyder's justice league uh, i'm gonna go with spider-man no way home uh i think you know, I have not been a fan of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, and I, I haven't been quiet about that. I, I haven't really liked either one of them. <laughs> leading up to this one, um, and this one was such a wild turnaround from the others. Um, it 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 did so much more than the other Spider-Man movies. It felt like an event movie. In yeah, a way and that he other... was
2: capable in ways he hasn't been in his other movies. Yeah,
1: and it felt like you know, it felt like a a bigger movie than most other marvel movies i mean this this felt almost you know avengers level big um and so with with that in mind i really you know i i, I enjoyed it i left the, the movie feeling good even you know just and i'm not going to spoil anything but you know i left the movie feeling you know good i smiled throughout it and that's a different feeling than i left zack snyder's justice league i i adored jack snyder's zack snyder's justice league but you're not gonna leave it with like warm and fuzzies um so, for me, Spider-Man No well, Way
3: Home. I'm going to take, take a little uh, uh, exception to that. So, I mean, after seeing Amanda Walker get knocked the F out by her support staff and, you know, seeing the remainder of the team walk off into the sunset, I, I felt pretty good about it at the end of uh, The Suicide Squad. But...
1: Oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I meant Justice League.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 100% agree now.
1: Suicide Squad was fun. I enjoyed Suicide Squad. But for me, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, was my favorite movie based on a comic book. And we have another winner. Because we have two votes, it, this was a lot harder <laughs> when we had five people on the on the mics. But <laughs> with four, as long as one one thing gets two votes, we have a winner. So Spider Man No Way Home, Aaron. I look very forward to you uh, watching it on on Disney Plus probably next month, if I had any guess. Um, and, yeah, me you know, too. I'm I'm, I'm,
2: I'm eager to see. Yeah, I'm very okay.
1: eager to see it.
2: I am sure we will break the streak next because we never have a clear winner on favorite cover. Oh no,
1: ever. No,
2: no,
3: will never, ever happen.
1: (laughs) And um, I will tell you, you know, I I actually had four covers written down and I just decided on on the one that I I wanted to go with because it's been we've had some 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 great, great covers this year. I almost went with Infinite Frontier um, issue one, despite the book that was in the interiors. The Mitch Jarrett's Infinite Frontier covers were all great. But for me, the one I loved the most was Superman Red and Blue. Uh, issue one, the the cover by Gary Frank, uh, it's all it's all done in different shades of blue and one shade of red, just like the interiors of the book, kind of like the Batman black and white uh, way of doing things. And I just I think it's a beautiful cover. It, it is poster worthy.
2: Yeah, I'm going with a cover to a book that I don't even like, but the cover stood out and was enough for me to want to buy the book to begin with. And that was uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number one. With uh, Kara there on the cover, holding the sword, and yeah. Crypto coming up from behind.
1: Hey, it got us all to buy that issue.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a great cover.
0: It's a great cover, and it—you know—it it teases a story that you know that I was really excited about, but just didn't pay off.
1: Well, what about you, Aaron? What was your favorite cover this year?
0: You know, m- my favorite cover was actually uh, a number of covers that were involved with a single issue. It was uh, issue twelve of the Red Mother. And they had several variant covers. Um, I, lo- I love each of them. Uh, and I, what I really have enjoyed about the Red Mother is the the uh, visual storytelling and the design aesthetic to the book, and how you know it's it's reds and darks and lights, and that's these the these. The, uh, the theme the way that they're you know telling the story uh and st- certain aspects of the book and certainly on the covers. And I've just very much enjoyed that very conscious choice that the artists have made there. Uh, so the red mother issue 12, uh, I, 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 I love the, the spark of brightness in that cover where the red mother is stealing yet another piece of, uh, of life from Daisy. I just, I, I love it. I, and I love what the, what the, what the uh, how creepy that cover is
1: well before we talk before andrew tells you his favorite cover of 2021 um i do want to know that uh, i do want you to know that you can go to iomgeek.com or check us out on instagram um iomgeek and uh we'll we'll post all of our favorite covers there so that you can see um you, you don't you don't have to be mad googling Uh, Right now to see which covers we're talking about. They will be on our Instagram feed, IOMGeek and at IOMGeek.com. So, Andrew, you have two covers pasted in this chat room. I, I, Uh, I don't know that you can do that. Well, no,
3: only one of them is the winner. The other one is one of my <laughs> runner-ups, just so you guys could see uh, see which one I was referring to. Uh, so, And also to keep it a little mysterious about which one I'm picking. Uh, yeah, so I had, I had two runners-up. Strange Academy, number seven. seven uh, right? Humberto, I, that was
1: one of the ones that I had on my list, too.
3: Yeah, Umberto Ramos, uh, Edgar Delgado, uh, Dr. Strange holding Doyle Dermamo's uh, broken body. Uh, magnificent cover. The look on Strange's face is just... Ah, uh, perfect. Uh, my other runner-up, King of Spies, number one. Um, it's a simple cover, but I like the composition. I like the the running, the kind of almost bleeding uh, United Kingdom flag there. The you know everything you think about the nineteen seventies, cigarettes, bullet uh, casings, and a bottle of scotch. Uh, sorry, a glass of scotch. It, it just, I just love it. It's a it's a very pretty cover. Uh, but my number, my my winner, uh, for a favorite cover is. Number one, Death of Doctor Strange with him just being uh, uh, kind of suspended there, uh, you know, with with the, the glowing pink uh, magic coming off and the giant skull Cthulhu creature behind him. Uh, it's just a very striking cover. And it was by uh, Car Andrews uh, did that. Uh, so that would be my my winner be Death of Doctor Strange. Number one.
1: Yeah, it's a hot cover. But, you know, I had we both voted for Strange Academy number seven, we might have had a winner in this category. Will never happen in this category. It will never happen. Will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I have to scroll back up uh, to go back to our list. Um, so, you know, let, let's see if we can have a winner. It's unlikely, but you never <laughs> know, for uh, our favorite category, the holy shit moment of the year. The moment that surprised us most in comics, I think we went a little meta last year, um, um, you know, with with Diamond distribution, you know, DC leaving Diamond or something like that. I don't remember what one, one yeah. last year, but you know, what what moment surprised you most in comics or comics media this year? And so, uh, Wayne, why don't you start us off on this one?
2: Well, I have uh, a meta one and then a serious one. My meta one was Andrew returning to the podcast. <laughs> Woo! Holy, holy shit. shit. It's Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was definitely one of the most exciting comics moments for me oh. of uh, of
3: 2021.
2: Thank but you. in an actual comic book, it was uh the nineteen seventies, Doctor Strange out of time showing up. Not not not, not, not
3: out of time. Aaron, what was your uh, most uh holy shit moment of the year?
0: My holy shit moment of the year was, holy shit, this Nubia comic sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was my holy shit of the year because it had been built up so much. Um, we had been given to believe that this was going to be a uh, a, uh, a, a wonderful, fresh, uh, exciting take on, on, on a new Amazonian uh, Wonder Woman type character. And it was a terrible, terrible terrible book (laughs) that was my holy shit moment of the year
3: (laughs) going a little going a little meta too
1: aaron
0: going a little no no it applies directly to comics
3: (laughs) (laughs) how about you paul
1: for me, uh, the moment that surprised me most within a comic book, so mine is not a meta. <laughs> uh, mine is actually within the con within the content of a comic book, was the destruction of the Kent farm in Superman mm. Son of Kal El. Uh, I actually did not see it coming, and I, I'm usually good about this stuff. You know, you can rarely surprise me in a comic book, especially comic books nowadays that just retread the same stories. Um, but for me, that there the, there's a final page, and I don't remember what issue it, it was. But the final page shocker of the Kent farm being destroyed just demolished um, right right after right after uh, Clark Superman leaves the planet like within within a few hours same same night same dinner uh, the Kent farm is destroyed. I did not expect that um, and it was definitely you know the, regardless of how the resolution of that storyline plays out that was definitely uh, a big surprise for me so the destruction of the Kent farm for me
3: well for myself, uh, I kind of foreshadowed a little bit earlier, but and again, real weird. But I, I'm agreeing with Wayne. Uh, obviously. What? In the death of Doctor Strange, I was expecting the death of Doctor Strange, but I was in no way expecting a 1970s replica to walk out the door, you know, one, two pages later. Uh, it was uh, shocking. Uh, it wasn't, you know, uh, horrifically shocking, but I was just sh- so surprised they would go that route in the storytelling that 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 wins my holy shit moment of 2021. Yeah, wow,
2: we actually had. Es- <laughs> Especially because it was the 70s version.
3: Yes. Yeah, it wasn't like like five years ago, Doctor Strange. Yeah, the master of the dark arts. He's got those yellow, you know, surgical gloves pulled up. You know, he's got the uh, got the zounds. He's got the uh, yeah. It was great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a
1: good choice.
3: It's a good choice. It's
1: a good choice. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Respect that. I mean, I know that I respect it, but I accept (laughs)
3: it. I think now, what you're saying, Paul, is that you don't necessarily respect the people giving the opinion, but you respect <laughs> the opinion.
1: Fair, fair. It is it is, it is a thin line, but
3: yes.
0: <laughs> so, you know, when we think about favorite limited series, the thing that came to my mind or something that I observed when I was uh, uh, figuring out my choice here mm-hmm. is that I think I had more favorite limited series this year than I did ongoing series this year. I'd say uh, so. I think there were a lot. I think that yeah. there are a lot of really strong limited series. I think of Rorschach, Strange Adventures, Crime Syndicate, Beta Ray Bill, World of Krypton, Gun Honey, Dark Ages, uh, and Dark Knights of Steel, just to name a few. I mean, that's a lot of really strong limited series. My choice, however, is one that I started reading, I want to say October, November, and that is Primordial from image comics the story of a uh uh, of of a of a, of a, a alternate history uh where space travel you know is uh is going on in the 60s and the animals that we have shot up into space encounter a an alien intelligence uh there is a bunch of you know espionage and hijinks going on on the earth while you know uh the the dog and the apes and monkeys that we've sent up into space are having their own adventure the book is exquisitely drawn the graphics in the book are 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 just outstanding and vaguely reminiscent of some of the work that john hickman has done in the space uh i i i have enjoyed the book a great deal. And it has become that book that I read, uh, when it comes out first thing, uh, terrific book. Plus it's got monkeys in it and talking dogs. So I'm there.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, you mentioned some options, you know, there, there have been a lot of great limited series this year and you know beta ray bill like you just mentioned that was one of my contenders for sure um you know I, I loved a lot of miniseries this year i loved shadow man um from valiant comics just kind of out of left field and and you know geiger i enjoyed I mean, there, there were a decent number of, of limited series this year and but for me i actually so the the category favorite limited series or original graphic novel i i went with the latter and i chose a one-shot um that was years in the making and worth it for me. And that was Mouse Guard, The Owl Hen Caregiver and Other Tales. Mm, that was um, a good book. It was, yeah, it was, It, it for me, it, it superseded in the same way that Wonder Woman Historia did, superseded mm-hmm. what a comic book does. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it really took the visual and written media of a comic book and, and did something you know, just unexpected with it Something different with it And, you know, th- regardless of the fact that You know, Al and Ken Caregiver wasn't uh, Yeah, it, 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 it was definitely a one-shot I, I want to see David Peterson return And do an actual Mouse Guard miniseries again uh, Yeah I, I just, I, I loved that book And I could stare at the art all day uh, And, you know, I, I know we started this award show By giving an award to an animal But for me, you know, those <laughs> when, when you anthropomorphize a mouse and put a sword in his hand you can do no wrong for me and so for me it was mouse guard the owl hen caregiver uh wayne how about you
2: so you've both mentioned a lot of my runner-up uh gun honey was definitely a close runner-up uh i gotta say gun honey was close for my oh shit moment of the year <laughs> <laughs> but that was just you know
0: strictly for surprising me with such a a graphic depiction <laughs> of girl on girl sex i was just like what?
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Chicken Devil had the, some same uh, ocean oh, yeah. moments as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was such a great year for miniseries. Uh, the one I'm going to go with, I know Aaron is the only other one that read, and that was Carmen. Mm-hmm. That book just, like Paul, you were mentioning that Mouse Guard kind of transcended what comics do. Carmen just hit me. Yeah. Like, I started reading this book, and it is such a impactful story that it... It left me – it made me feel things. That's yeah, not right. easy to do. I don't feel things. And written and drawn by uh, Gilliam March,
0: the uh, the 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 narrative and the visual st- storytelling go hand-in-hand, hand, and it's got such a unique look to it. Uh, a Carmen's a fantastic book. It is a real standout sort of book.
3: So I have a strong choice there, Wayne. And Andrew. Take us I'm afraid we're not going to have a winner in this category.
0: Uh, Way to screw it up, Andrew. Way to screw it up.
3: You're very welcome. (laughs) Uh, You know, I went, uh, this is a little bit maybe controversial, because this does kind of, the series did kind of bleed into 2022 a little bit. I think the final issue came out in 2022. But uh, I'm going to go with the Darkhold uh, series. Uh, Also, the numbering might be controversial as well, but I'd call it a limited series. Uh, I would too, and
0: it was on my list. I, 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 I thought that issues the issues Alpha and Omega were strong, and I thought most of the tie-ins were strong.
3: You see, I I thought I thought Alpha started a little weak. It seemed a little, a little contrived. But mm-hmm. then when it got into the the issues, uh, you know, especially with with Iron Man and and uh, the Wasp, it, it just allowed them to do things with these heroes that they can't really do. You know, it's kind of an otherworldly right. type book. Right outside continuity where you get to see these horrific things happen to your heroes, uh, which I really appreciate. And then, and then the Omega uh, issue was a uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Except I for the
0: Spider-Man book. Don't read that one. Well, or the <laughs> blade book, but you know, I, I, have you gotten to black bolt yet, Andrew?
3: Yes, I did read black bolt since we did. Talked you enjoy
0: last. the black belt. The Absolutely. Black bolt
3: yes. God, that was so good. It was amazing. What,
0: what I, I loved about the tie-ins was it enabled them to tell different types of horror stories? So, you know, the Iron Man book was a yes. body horror story. The uh, Black Bolt book is very much a personal horror. I mean, the fact that it's a that the the horror is sort of self chosen <laughs> is uh, is wild to me. I just I thought that book was fantastic, and then. The, when the book wraps up, and I, I'll try not to be too spoilery because this book yeah, no, just yeah, came out a week or so right. ago. Yes. But the, the wrap up featuring uh, the Scarlet Witch was amazing. Yes. I loved the book,
3: it, I really it, it, did. And to Wayne's point, I actually did, uh, since I was going to pick this, I did read all the uh, issues, including Blade and Spider-Man, since I was going to pick it. Uh, and I'll say, yes, there, there were some weak points, especially I'd say Spider-Man It was definitely the weakest of the books they put out. Uh, but it finished really strong. Uh, and it was such a kind of novel idea, as you said, to be able to mix these different types of genres of, of horror stories into one series. Uh, I thought it was creative. Uh, I thought it ended on a really high note. Uh, so it, it won my limited series for 20
0: Good deal. Good deal. Strong choices all.
1: But no winner. No yeah, winner. That's right. Yeah.
3: Losers.
0: We only
1: have losers. <laughs> we only have losers in this category. <laughs> None of you deserved more than one vote. Let's see if we can find a winner in our favorite comic book writer of 2021 category. ah I'm excited. I'm nervous. You hope, you nervous I Paul? hope someone nervous? chose the same writer I did.
3: Well, Paul. Someone
1: chose you, Paul.
3: Paul, who did you pick? <laughs> Who was your favorite writer, Paul Ponte?
1: For me, it was no—it was no question. Tom Taylor um, mm-hmm. was my was my favorite comic book writer between Nightwing, Superman, Son of Kal El, uh, Dark Ages. <laughs> I had to remember, um, and um, I think it's called the Dark Age. <laughs> the Dark Age, and uh, uh, the 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 Dark Knights of Steel. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I enjoy plus everything. Uh, seven secrets as well.
1: Plus seven secrets. I mean the the. I don't want, you know, knock on wood. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would say Dark Ages is the weak link out of all those books, but weak link. In Hard that to it's, disagree, but okay. That it's, yeah. it's still a great book, um, but, it, you know, out of the four, I think it's the one I enjoy the least, but I still like it. And I, I for me, Tom Taylor was, was no doubt the most consistently great writer in, in 2021.
0: Well, you know, there are a lot of just really terrific writers uh, in comics right now. Um, I, I think that, you know, Donnie Cates has done some great work this year, particularly in the pages of Crossover, but he's also done some work that uh, I've not been particularly excited about. Uh, I also have noted that he tends to tell a similar story. There always tends to be a sword involved. <laughs> um, I, I think that uh, we, there, there's a lot of really good talent here, but I gotta say, Tom Taylor Jingleheimer Schmidt his name is my name too uh (laughs) (laughs) um i i gotta go with tom taylor for the same reasons that paul said and i'd like to point out he was our choice last year as well he was
1: two years in a row i don't know that how often we've had that i mean maybe a jeff johns maybe a bendis back when bendis was good but uh tom taylor two years in a row
2: and i think he was unanimous last year
1: i think you're right
2: he was wayne are you going to carry on the trend Oh, definitely. Okay. I mean, from <laughs> my standpoint of consistency, and this guy is just everywhere and producing books, and all of them are books I enjoy. Most of them are books that I have to read as soon as they come out. You, Tom Taylor, it was his year, and so was last year.
3: Yeah. So, you know, as my runner up, I was really uh, thinking hard about Dan slot and, and the strong work he's done on fantastic four. Cause as, as Aaron had said earlier, fantastic four is a hard book to write, but mm-hmm. as far as like just pure volume and consistency of excellent work, uh, I got to go with Tom Taylor again this year as well.
1: Wow. We have a unanimous vote. Tom Taylor, congratulations on being the two year unanimous favorite comic book writer of 2020 and 2021.
0: I wonder That's, if he'll 3 in 2023.
1: Well, well, knock on wood. I mean, I don't want this guy to not continue his, his trend of, of great
2: writing. I mean, yes, I, I don't, we don't want him to pull a Bendis.
1: Well, know?
3: yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I do always worry a little bit when people are putting out so much great work for, for yep. years on years. You always kind of worry they're going to burn out a little. Yeah. At least I do. I yeah. Absolutely. And they're hit, hit a wall and they're just they're going to drop off suddenly. They're going to burn bright and then, you know, gutter out. But I'm yeah. hoping that does not happen to Tom Taylor. They're going to bend us. Yeah, that's yes.
1: All right. Well, you know, comic books are a visual medium. It's not just about the writer. How about our favorite artist of 2021? Aaron, do you want to start us off on this one?
0: Sure. I, and for me, there's no competition. Uh, there, there just really isn't. And I know you guys are all going to disagree because y'all aren't <laughs> reading this book. But uh, Danny Lukert's work on the Red Mother has just been exceptional. Uh, he is actually the reason I picked up the book because I follow him on Instagram and I saw some of his sketches I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, And, uh, yeah, so I went over and I, and I, 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 I picked up the red mother just, just on the power of his pencils. And it's, it is such a horrific book. That is drawn beautifully. I I I just can't get over how well the story is told visually. It is it is just gorgeous. There's a certain element of body horror involved, uh, as well as a deep personal psychological horror, uh, and all of it is told with just such a a confident stroke of the pen. Uh I, I I I deeply appreciate the work and I am sad that the Red Mother is over. But yeah, Danny Lukert for uh The Red Mother is my uh, artist of the year.
2: Uh Wayne. So when I look at artist of the year, one of the things I try to do is find an artist that's done more than one book. So I'm not looking at just one book. And this year I couldn't really find anyone like that. Uh I kind of look at a few books like I thought the art was incredible in Carmen for what it did. Uh, I've only read the first issue of Red Mother, well, the first volume, but I would agree the art is incredible there. But I don't have a standout this year, so I am abstaining from the category.
1: Oh, my Whoa.
3: gosh. Whoa. What? Whoa. What? Has that ever happened before?
2: I
1: don't know. Not Never. in the favorite artist category
3: oh wayne i'm this is my yeah. holy shit moment of 2022 right here <laughs> i mean so many books just
2: had multiple artists or artists switching and i don't have anybody that consistently did multiple books
3: wow. yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't think i have i don't have anyone who does multiple books but i, I do have a favorite artist uh and again the nostalgia may play a little bit of a part but uh, Lee uh, Garbutt uh, from The Death of Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from the modern day Strange in, in issue one where, you know, he's walking down the street in his jaunty uh, scarf, you know, that kind of matches his costume colors to to, you know, drawing the the 1970s to drawing all the demons and, and um, whatnot that they fight. Uh even to one of Aaron's favorite scenes of of Doctor Strange sitting and resting in a shorty robe, sitting mm-hmm. and getting a a foot bath from some sort of tentacled creature. Uh yeah. I As mean, one I, does. I, I find his I, I'm not really familiar with him before this, but I thought his art was great. Yeah. Uh and so I would actually give him my favorite artist of twenty twenty
1: one. Wow. Okay. So I um you know, I, there's a lot of great artists. I mean, there, there were, I mean, Olivier Copiel's art on I Am Batman is just glorious, but he only did the first issue. Um, You know, looking at, you know, the, the art on Wonder Girl uh, by um, Joel Jones. Jones. Beautiful, but, you know, inconsistent. For me, the most, the, the artist that I went with um ties with my writer and for me the artist that i chose was bruno redondo on nightwing um you know since starting that book uh earlier this year bruno redondo has brought a a great visual style to it while also incorporating some of the 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 touches like david aha did Mm -hmm. where you have almost movement animation on a page and there's so much life in the characters they're drawn consistently they're drawn like you expect them to look you know kind of going back you know i think one of the reasons barbara gordon is one of my favorite characters this year and nightwing was one of my favorite heroes this year or you know were my favorite character in hero this year is because of the way is is because of the way they're drawn visually um yeah you know they, they, I, they look like how i want them to look they look like fit people but they look real like they they feel yes they feel real and i think yeah really well the into that
0: and I think you, 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 you put your finger right there on it, Paul, that you know, they felt real. And you know, that, that goes to my choice of Nightwing as my favorite hero. Mm-hmm. And I think that as much as the writing on the book you know, for that character has a lot, a lot to do with it, so does the artistic representation of him, that there is something so likable about the way Nightwing is drawn. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I completely agree with you uh, uh, on those comments. I, I think that the artwork in Nightwing is fantastic.
1: But yeah. we don't have a winner in this category. Nope. Just a bunch of losers. Just a no loser. Or maybe they're all winners. Maybe that's how it works. Maybe no, they're no. all winners. No, Paul, they're all losers. They're all the
0: losers. only way that they're winners is if they win. They've won nothing,
1: Paul. <laughs> nothing. <thing>. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like we're gonna. I feel like we were all the losers. At least for for myself, I feel like I was certainly a loser uh, in the favorite event or crossover category because for me, um, I you know I so thankfully because we read Comicsology books via Comicsology, I can just go to my recently purchased and click view all and scroll through all the books I read this year. And as far as what I would consider an event book i didn't read anything beyond the first issue of most event books this year right um whether it was you know i know future state is what started the year but i sure as shit wasn't gonna vote for future state um you know and then fear state and then you know there were heroes reborn and just you know a number of crossovers and i didn't like any of them um you know, not in the same way that, that I have enjoyed what I would consider an event book in the past. You know, big crossover. Uh and and you know nothing this year sold me on any of the events that came out. So for me, I am abstaining from this one.
3: Wow. Wayne, wow. look what you started. Yeah. Apparently, Thanks, Wayne.
0: this is how democracy <laughs> dies. Jeez. <laughs> Wayne,
2: <laughs> fix this. All right. So I struggled with this category as I went through trying to find events and crossovers. And like Paul, most of these were just not good. But one of them does really stand out to me. And I hate giving it to it because it's not over yet. That's Death of Doctor Strange. That is an event. I've read some of the tie-in books and enjoyed the tie-in books as well. At least most of them and it does feel like a big event and i am loving it so my vote goes to death of dr strange
3: yeah yeah wayne uh get out of my brain uh i also just quote exactly what you said or to to uh, agree with everything you said i had a really hard time finding uh, a cross i couldn't find a single crossover uh, outside of the comic book crossover uh that i liked in 2021 uh I went through comicsology extensively. And I was like, ah, no, I didn't like it. Ah, I didn't like it. And I kind of classified Dark Old Moor as a limited series and event book. So that kind of excluded that. But even though it's not done, I, I would say by far, uh, Death of Doctor Strange would be my my uh, favorite event book of 2020 because there just wasn't that many that I could find that I liked this year. Aaron.
0: Well, and, and we're going to make it three votes for death of Doctor Strange for all those reasons. Uh, I, I'm I'm very much enjoying that 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 uh, series. Um, I think that the notion of bringing you know uh, Doctor Strange from the past to solve the you know present day Doctor Strange's murder uh, is a is a just a slice of brilliance uh, and how true they have kept the character design to that period. Uh, is a lot of fun. And seeing him interact with like Clea, you know, is uh, there is a lot of tension there. Um, You know, he's got a clock ticking on him. So, you know, it's we're going to we're going to lose him in a very short order as well. And uh, I'm enjoying how all the other characters around them are responding to this. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I think Death of Doctor Strange was well conceived and so far has been well executed. We'll see, you know, how it performs uh, as it wraps up. We'll see if it sticks the landing. That's right. Yeah. So favorite new series was a really hard category for me. It was. Because because I couldn't I, I struggled to think of a new series that launched in 2021 that I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's only one, and it's Berserker. You know, the Keanu Reeves uh, uh, owned property, uh, you know, telling the story of a barbarian from the beginning of time who, you know, is a and cannot die fighting an endless round of battle. Sounds a whole lot like the Highlander, but not. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying this this story, but uh, I think it's the only choice I had this year. Really? So I, I mean, I I'd, I'd be plenty willing of to options. be. Plenty of OK, options. tell me, Paul. Tell me Come about on. your options.
1: God, God, Paul. Plenty with of books started actions. this year between, um, Superman, Son of Kal-el. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't vote for Superman, Son of Kal-el because
0: it's too uneven. <laughs> um, it, it is way too uneven to say that it was my favorite new series of twenty twenty-one. I've enjoyed a lot of it, but there's just it, it, it's too uneven. Yeah, well, I'm so go, ahead, go, gonna go ahead, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep swatting these down. You keep going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as far as ones you're reading, not a ton. Fair, fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Not a ton that Aaron's reading. I mean, Eternals by Kieran Gillen started this year. Well, no. Yeah, 2021. Defenders. I guess that's a limited series is Defenders. But Eternals is an ongoing. Chicken well, devil.
0: he started the second run, right? Didn't the, didn't the first run of Eternals start in 2020?
1: Not that I know. It, looking at comiXology, it says Eternals and in parentheses 2021 dash. That, that, okay. was, that was my qualifier because my vote right. went to the Joker um the the dc comics joker series from james tinian Guillaume march um francesco francovia and, and and a slew of other great talent uh much like nightwing um the joker was one of those books that i was it, it was always the top of my reading stack whenever it came out and in a different way and it, i think when, when it comes to nightwing i look forward to the story and the enjoyment and revisiting the characters with with joker it's a book that leaves you on the edge of your seat with suspense and and pretty horrific stuff um and you know it, it is a it is a superhero book in that it features supervillains, but it follows jim gordon more than you know as its lead character and it, it's almost like a a horror detective book and for that i i just I, I loved it. I loved the way it felt. Um, you know, it, it, it really, for a book I wasn't looking forward to, it totally caught me off guard. And Joker is, uh, was my, my favorite new series of 2021. How about you, so, uh, Wayne?
2: So Strong Choice, uh, it was money. It was one of my runner-up. But for me, it's rare for me to pick a book that's only had three issues out. But Human Target has just blown me away so much that... Good book. It is the first book I read when it comes out. I am excited about it. I've reread every issue multiple times and it like it surprised me. I did not expect to like this book this much. I thought it might be good, but it is, I think, the best thing that Tom King has ever done. And that says a lot because he did vision. And I loved vision. So my vote's going to human target because I cause damn.
1: That's a good book. All, right. All right, so I, I don't think we're going to have a winner here. What about you, Andrew?
3: We're not going to have a winner. Uh, I no. went with <laughs> I went with what I thought Aaron was going to pick because uh, I, I agree. Out of the new series I started, I only had about two choices uh, that I thought really qualified for favorite series of the year. But I, by far, I went with Eternals uh, by Kieran Gillen and Eastside Ribick. Uh The first issue, Aaron, was January 6, 2021. I-
0: I just looked that up after uh, Paul said that it came out in 2021, because I could have sworn it came out in the fall of 2020. So I'm changing my vote, Andrew. We have a Woo! winner. The Eternals. Because I love that book. I'm excited just because we have awesome. a winner, and I didn't think we were going to.
3: <laughs> it's, a, it's a great book. Uh it, it, it looks like from, because uh, I've got Comicsology right here, it looks like the first six issues are now available on Comicsology Unlimited. So for those of you who have it, it is now $3.99 to check out the first six uh, issues. And I Highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, and it's y- you're,
0: you're getting the benefit of reading it all back to back because that is a book that that really is st- stronger reading them together yes, than true. on a month by month basis.
3: Yes, uh, there's uh, there's some dense storyline, but it was a great relaunch of the Eternals line. Uh, I mm-hmm. love what he did and kind of really fleshed out some of the greater lore, or, or maybe it was already present, I just didn't know about it. But there's a lot of kind of uh, uh, inserts and, and one-page things that talk a lot about the, the division of the Eternals and how they're broken up across the world and the universe, and or the galaxy, I guess. Yeah, very yeah. Hickman-esque in those inserts. Mm. Yes, yeah. very much so. So no, I I loved Eternals. I, I'm uh, delighted that they brought it back.
0: And it is a, a really sort of fresh interpretation of Thanos in that book. Um, I, I, I really appreciate the, the different tone that they're taking and sort of the, the new mythology that uh, Kieran Gillen has established around the Eternals, uh, really making it uh, you know, a, a far step beyond its origins uh, by Jack Kirby. Uh, but those origins are still there. Right. You, know, you still have the 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 grain of uh, of Kirby in those books, but it's just really sort of brought beyond. And I, I'm really excited to you know see the Eternals movie. I know they will not have anything to do with each other, but I've just so much enjoyed the Eternals run that uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch the Eternals this weekend.
3: I, I enjoyed the Eternals movie. Uh, you know, we talked about different genres that that Marvel movies and TV shows can do. And, and you know, I would put Eternals definitely into that generational Family epic, except mm-hmm. with the twist that, of course, the family members are the same over the course of five thousand years. You know, there's no new family, and you know, no generation after generation. It's just the same people. But has that kind of feel to it? It's, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of weighty, and kind of, uh, you know, cr- crossing the sweep of time and how people change and the relationships change. So I, I look forward to hearing what you think about it after you see it. Yeah,
1: I need That's see really
0: it the-, the way I feel at a family reunion. These are just <laughs> the same people. <laughs>
1: Right, we have a winner of favorite new series with Eternals and that brings us to our final category the favorite ongoing series um now these are you know uh, series that could have started before 2021 could have started in 2021 but regardless they they are ongoing not just mini series not one shots um Sue so... Wing start us off
2: all right so i had two books that i really was going back and forth on uh both of them are incredible books that have been going for at least a little while now very good writing very strong family style stories and those two were fantastic four and nightwing Uh, i think for me over the course of the last year fantastic four was just a little bit ahead And the reason for that was Nightwing got caught up in a stupid crossover. You know, Tom Taylor's incredible job of making the crossover actually be entertaining to read. But it was still, I got sidetracked from the story I was loving to read for a crossover. And that's what pushed Fantastic Four a little bit over the top for me. Was it it was a year of the Doom wedding, of... The uh, the struggles with a now a court case for custody of the kids. It just everything about the book is hitting for me. The Halloween issue was uh, just pure fun with the two kids tricking all their adults into taking them trick or treating. Well, I'm not That's reading
1: what... Fantastic Four, so Ooh. for me, it was it, Nightwing was was this was the my favorite ongoing series. I mean, obviously, based on all my other votes. I think it's probably no surprise that Nightwing was going to be the winner for me. Um, And in fact, one of the reasons I chose it, it, besides everything I've already said, favorite supporting character in Barbara Gordon, favorite hero, Barbara Gordon and Bytewing, favorite hero in Nightwing, favorite writer, favorite artist, um, I actually, even with the story being derailed for Fear State, I actually liked the tie-in. I actually, and that was one of the, the selling points for me, was like, wow, yes. They took a, a three-issue sidestep for this fear state, but it was still written by Tom Taylor with a fill-in artist, um, but it still written by Tom Taylor and still good. And so for me, um, you know, Nightwing, hands down, uh, favorite ongoing series. And, and to Aaron's point, in a, in a year where I read a ton of limited series, um, you know, versus ongoing series, Nightwing was one that, that really just stayed at the top of my reading stack all year long. Andrew?
3: Yeah, so it kind of came down to to three choices for, and that kind of went back and forth between. Uh, you know, certainly uh, I've enjoyed Strange Academy uh, as it's continuing on. I've enjoyed Seven Secrets as as the year has gone on, but I think uh, overall, and and I, my, my honorable mention to Dan Slott uh, was for how well he's done Fantastic Four. So I think I think Fantastic Four is going to rise to the top, uh, and I'm gonna give it to him because he does a really good job with the family relations and, and there's been so many good issues over this year that I think, I think my favorite ongoing series uh, will be fantastic for for 2021.
0: I really respect that choice, Andrew. Uh, I, I think, I think Dan slot's doing a remarkable job uh, to echo your comments on, on fantastic four. I, uh, I think every, I I honestly can't think of an, of an issue that hasn't been strong and that hasn't moved the story forward. Uh, and he has done, you know, it's hard when you take a a property that's what 60 years old and, uh, you know, continue to tell fresh stories in it. Um, I, I, and this week's issue is no exception to that. Uh, I, I very much enjoyed this week's issue of the fantastic four, but fantastic four as fantastic as it is, is not my choice for uh, comic book of the year or ongoing series of the year. Um, my, uh, I, I gotta tell you, I I shared before that I have enjoyed action comics and Superman son of Kal-El uh, Superman son of Kal-El gets excluded because I feel like there has been a lot of unevenness in the storytelling, but I really deeply appreciate uh, the, the commitment to character in that, in that story. Uh, I am frustrated that John is, is no longer a little boy and that they've aged him up and, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to let that go. Um, uh, I, I enjoy a lot about what they're doing there and I enjoy, you know, let's re-examine the role of Superman in the world. I, I think that's a, that's an important story to tell. Uh, and you know, I think for the most part they're doing a good job telling that story and they're, they're telling an interesting story about, you know, uh, John, Discovering his own, you know, gender preferences. Um, I think all of that's great storytelling. There's just some other elements of the story, like the Bendix character, that doesn't work for me, uh, and the, the 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 new nation of uh, refugees uh, or forced laborers or whatever it is that they've created. I, I don't much care for that. Action comics. Uh, I have enjoyed. I've enjoyed the more recent issues. More than I enjoyed what was the bulk of, of 2021, but you know the the war on Mongo on Warworld. Uh, I think it's terrific uh, set of books so far. Uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. It begs the question of why it's okay for Superman to go off into space with no uh, plan on how to how to come home. I mean, didn't we learn that lesson in Vietnam? You got to have an exit plan,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and and that he clearly. <laughs> yeah, he clearly doesn't have one, uh, but I'm very much enjoying the story there. Uh, and I think if we'd had more of the type of stories that we've had in Action Comics over the last three or four issues in 2021, it would have been my choice of the year. But my choice of the year, my favorite ongoing series of 2021, hands down, uh, is Nightwing uh, yes. for all the reasons that Paul and I have shared Wait, elsewhere. No, we have a two-way
2: tie.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah I know. It's
2: crazy, right? I'm really happy with the two-way tie because they were both <laughs> – it was my two I was debating between.
0: Yeah. Nightwing is a fantastic book. It's, it, it is terrifically written, terrifically drawn. Uh, it, it is full of characters that I love and appreciate, uh, and it's got bitewing. I mean how could you ask for more? I appreciate just so you
1: I,
2: voting for Nightwing because
1: otherwise we wouldn't – otherwise Nightwing would have lost and I would have been sad. I cool. so really could have you because uh, you also read Fantastic 4.
2: Yep. Yeah, Aaron, your Action Comics comment about uh, Superman leaving without an exit plan, it is kind of his move. I mean, he's a <laughs> Superman, but he is not a super husband. That, <laughs> that is true. That's true. He is abandoning yeah. Lois as like his go-to number one that, move. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to walk across I'm going to walk across the 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 nation.
0: The Earth. Be the Yeah, back live on new, whenever.
2: Yeah, live on <laughs> New Krypton, come back, walk oh. across the nation. Go through space for a while. It's, it's his He has a terrible husband, didn't he? We, yeah, he can
3: agree, we can agree that Lois is a long-suffering wife. <laughs> we, yeah, <you> know, <laughs> I think we
1: can unanimously agree on that. All oh, right, honey. so well, two-way well, tie. I, I would say they're both winners in that category, Nightwing and Fantastic Four. Yeah, that is both true. great. That is both true. Great. Yeah, that is true.
0: Well, hey, uh, we want to know what you thought about the comics and pop culture of 2021. Give us a call, 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. If we use your voicemail on the show, you could win a coveted, valued Funny Book Award. Suitable for framing. Suitable for framing.
1: You can also hit us up on social media, geek on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And, uh, you know, when, when next we meet... While Uh-oh. we were recording this podcast, Uh-oh. it was announced that Monday night during the NFL playoff game, which means most of us will watch it on YouTube. Um, <laughs> the trailer for Moon Knight will be released. <gasps> the next release from Marvel and Disney Plus. The current rumor is that Moon Knight will premiere on Disney Plus at the end of March. Um, but I guess we'll know the date when we see the trailer on Monday night. Uh, I'm super excited. This week's new books. where well, there's a ton of good stuff coming out next week, including making Wayne happy, Ben Riley, Spider Man, issue <laughs> one of five will be coming out next week. We'll also get new issues of Hulk, Nightwing. Um we'll we'll get the launch of She Hulk uh from, from Marvel Comics, a new She Hulk comic book probably leading into the new series. Who's writing that? Uh, I just closed the window, so I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, in, in addition to to she hulk coming from Marvel Comics, um, which is written by Rainbow Rowell with art by Rohe Antonio. Um, okay. Like I said, no one I've heard of. Nope. Uh, the biggest f- excitement for me, or um, a couple books I'm excited about, Silver Surfer Rebirth, issue one of five, comes out next week. Um, featuring the return of ron mars and ron Lim, telling oh, a so story excited. a silver Ooh. surfer and captain Marvel story set during their time period on the title issue two already shows thanos on the cover so you know i'm very psyched i mean you know
0: this is a preview for the 2023 uh yes. funny book boards. yes yeah. it
1: is um and also uh, i had mentioned earlier in the in the uh episode uh shadow man from valiant comics being one of my contenders for favorite new series uh, shadow man returns shadow man issue five from valiant comics uh comes next week from artist cullen or excuse me writer cullen bunn um art by pedro andreo and uh you know I've, i i love the first four issues looking forward to getting back into that and finally uh we also have new issues of superman son of kal-el from now funny books award-winning writer tom taylor uh, Strange Academy, issue 15, mm. and from DC Comics, we have a new Batman Year One take written by Chip Zdarsky, uh, taking on Batman the Night, uh, starting next week from DC Comics. So,
0: lots of stuff. Very ex- very exciting. Well, let's, uh, let's start racking in those excellent books, so we've got something to talk about for next year's Funnies. Yeah,
1: start taking notes now. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye.
0: Bye.